Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Deep Plus Us Weekly, the show where we talk about episodes of Disney Plus exclusive shows. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tunnell, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing, the fantastic, the marvelous Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? We've got to talk about Kevin. We got to talk about Kevin. Of course, folks, we are talking about She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 9, whose show is this, the season one finale. Of course, folks, this is going to be full spoilers for the show, for the MCU as a whole, for Marvel Assembled, which is going to be <laughs> a fun one here. Also comics, because there's some comic stuff to talk about here as mm -hmm. well. A lot of spoilers happening, so if you haven't seen the show, go watch that finale and then come right on back. With that out of the way, Mitch, what, a, what an episode. That was the fourth wall break to end all fourth wall breaks. I thought my TV was broken. Same. I totally thought that I, my, I totally thought that my Disney Plus bugged out for a second. I thought I like sat on the Apple TV remote and backed out of it. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we totally had that hilarious moment where it's like, I had that thought too, as like you started to see like abomination come out as the speaker. I'm like, this is really going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying, he was like, this is no, no, we're pulling this back. I do feel like the end, like the landing of this was a little rough. I know you have the fourth wall break, which retconned a bit of the thing that had happened in the episode, but there wasn't enough to discuss about the actual plot lines that were leading into this episode. I think they were setting up for interesting things there. I don't think that they, I think the payoff of those storylines was that she broke the fourth wall to not have to resolve those storylines, which seems like a bit of a, a cop-out, but that is very She-Hulk. So I can kind of understand what they were going for at that point. But I, we had so many theories, Griffin, and it was just Todd. I love the answer is Todd. So I love that they did that to us. I mean, we first off, we've done this before, and I told you going in that you're Mephistoing it. I knew you were, and I knew I was, but I got excited. Okay. I mean, of course, it's Marvel, and like that's the thing. This episode was all about that. This whole season was all about that. Like the antagonists and quote for the show was intelligentsia. Yes, but it was just as much the Marvel fandom. For me, it's more so it just doesn't make sense that it was all Todd. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it should have been more than just Todd. I mean, it could always be more than Todd. Like it, like that is a very, they could wreck on it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, let's let's be honest, Todd does not have the skills to set up that kind of website. No, no. And I think it's more so the people around him are allowing him to do that. But at the same time, like, there, there, there could have been another five or ten minutes to this episode to really wrap things up in a nice way. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball there a little bit. That being said, I still had a blast with it. Yeah, I love, I mean, obviously the big thing about this is the fourth wall break. I mean... It was literally like a quarter to a third of the episode. Yeah, which I'm glad they spent the time on it that they did. And also going back to the marketing, the first time we see She-Hulk in her costume in a trailer is on the Walt Disney Studios lot. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. It is mind-blowing. I love this episode so much. I love the fourth wall break. And like, loving what that was like the, the the point that they're trying to get to with this of hey 
we've heard everything you guys are saying. Like, yes, we know how you feel. We also know how the to- how toxic some people are getting about this. We understand what you want. We're doing what we want to do with it. Live with it. I I do wish like that whole time they're building to Kevin. Kevin, I really wanted it to just be Kevin Feige and not Glados, but Dude, his name is Kevin. I thought for sure after we saw Robo Robo Kevin. Um, I thought for sure we were going to see Kevin Feige like in the post credits. Like, why not? I um, thought that. <sighs> but no, I kind of. I'm sure like... they'll explain it in a week or two. But like, I just want to know what made in what what made that decision what it was. I kind of had a wait what moment because I watched this. I watch everything with subtitles. Uh, in, in the oh, okay. subtitles for it, when the writers say Kevin, it is said in the abbreviation. It shows in the abbreviation. It shows the periods. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? That seems like a typo. <laughs> And obviously nope. it wasn't, no. But yeah, no, Kevin, the AI that is in charge of the MCU. <laughs> Which I think is so, it's a fun thing to play with because people do feel like the, or do have that complaint that the MCU is formulaic and they, they do the same thing every time. Things end the same way. And they, they literally make that joke of, wait a minute, this is doing what everything else is doing. We're not doing that. And then we get the fourth wall break. So I, I, I do like the idea of an AI being behind those decisions, but I think it could have been like, why not just have it be Kevin Feige? It's like, oh yeah, this is the computer we use to make all the decisions. And the computer is also named Kevin. Like, I think it felt a little anticlimactic, her talking to an AI to understand like her character's development and her role in this universe. And uh, it could have been handled differently, but I'm still... I still enjoyed it, so I it's kind robot, of weird. To I think the robot is really good for hammering home that formulaic choice because it's not specifically Kevin Feige that is causing those formulaic decisions. It is a lot of different people. It is a decision process, both in terms of marketing and terms. I'll, I'll, it's a big ass machine making these movies behind the scenes, right? Literally, we saw the size of the machine. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a big machine. Not what I was going for, but you got there. <laughs> no, no, there's a ton of people that go into this shit, and I think making it into a robot was a really funny and fun way to do it, and added to a lot of that humor, especially when there was them. also the Easter egg, like the 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 camera lens on the robot had a visor that looked like a ball hat, and Kevin Feige is always wearing a ball cap, so I mean, like it was all one big Kevin I, Feige joke. It was, 100%. And just, like, the writers being like, I would die for Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, dude, it's just, like, come on, he's just we your boss, have, relax. And I gotta say, they're, like, the sense. best joke from that that entire scene. There's a, a bunch of amazing ones. My favorite was the, it's too expensive for us to do the CGI here. See, the thing is, I love that. I loved, when are we getting the X-Men? And then she gives a thumbs up to the, to the camera. I'm just like, yes, you're asking the questions we were all asking. I can't mm-hmm. tell you that. Damn it. Um, and then also the other one of I smash or my cousin smashes buildings and I smash stuff and occasionally Matt Murdock. I'm just like, yeah, you do. That was so good. I mean, I'm, that was one of my favorite moments is that we gave, they gave Jen and Matt like a kind of a happy ending here. They got the fast and furious family barbecue moment, which was weird. And we'll get into the other reveal from that too. Yeah, scars here, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I'm more, I'm more happy that Jed and Matt are together than at that. We also got the joke of, oh, we'll see you back for the movie. Really? No. no. But I do feel like they are setting up some sort of Hulk family film. It oh, yeah. would make sense, right? 
with Scar now being on Earth, Bruce being back, Jen. I do wonder if Jenna ends up in New York. Just I, I know LA she... is kind of like her thing in the comics, but like it would make sense because she doesn't have a job. I mean, she's been in both New York and LA of the comics. I mean, she is the superhero lawyer in the comics, and that kind of necessitates being in New York. So yeah. I think she'll end up out there. I think Matt will be could be a reason for her to go out there. I think her losing her job at GLK and H could be a reason to go out there. I also just love how supportive uh, Nikki and Pug are being through all of this. He's like, oh yeah, we're still going to work there because they're paying us a shit ton of money. <laughs> but... Well, and I, I, I like that as a reason to, like, I love those characters, but if they didn't include them in anything going forward, I would understand because GLK and H isn't going to be central to the plot of this character moving forward because she doesn't have a job anymore. So while I, I love I their performances... I can still see. see them very much being legal antagonists like they were at the beginning of the season. They broaden outside of just uh, LA. They make an office in New York. And she's also building up an office in New York. We see something like that. I don't know. I don't think GLK and H was gone. No, home. I think I, I'm with you on that. I just, I don't know how much we'll see of those characters moving forward, which while it's a shame, I, I understand because you really, this was a vehicle to introduce Jen into the MCU and have this superhero lawyer duo of She-Hulk and Daredevil doing She-Hulk and Daredevil things uh, in the MCU. I could totally see, like, now it seems more reasonable for Jen to show up in more stuff. Oh, whether yeah. it's Spider-Man or Daredevil or Echo or any of these things coming forward, there's, there's basis now for her to not just be LA-based, which I think is good for the character and i want to see i want to see more hulk in the mcu i know we've had our issues because of the the right the rights to solo hulk films being solely controlled by i think universal, universal. which does revert back to marvel in 2023 the fit because it's been 15 years if you can believe it since they made the incredible hulk movie with edward norton um so i do feel like marvel is ramping up some sort of hulk production but at the same time you can use Tatiana Maslany, one, because she's just fantastic in this role, and two, because She-Hulk is a really cool character, to just pop up in random stuff and it won't feel out of place because you just tone the character back from what she was in her show and have her fit the vibe of the shows that she's popping into, similarly to what we saw here with Daredevil, where he felt more like the Daredevil from the comics as opposed to the Daredevil that we had in the Netflix series, and presumably the kind of Daredevil they're looking to reboot with Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we... To go back a little bit there, I don't think I think we're far from seeing the end of these characters. I think Nikki Pug and uh, Mallory will all be sticking around. Like every character, like every hero within the Marvel universe, always has their supporting cast, and those supporting casts don't go anywhere. They may not always show up in the big crossover Avengers events, but they are still there. So in like I I don't think I don't think they'll get the. I don't think they're going to get the Wong treatment where they're in literally everything. I could see them showing up if and when, I think they're teasing it, when they do a She-Hulk season two. They will be there. Because we didn't get resolution on anything to do with Titania. We didn't get resolution on Todd's legal case, which I was really hoping we would see in this episode. So, like, didn't there's didn't more Titania there. did get arrested or something? Titania? The, no, I don't after think After the so. wedding? No, she but just ran she, off after the wedding. Like that she just ran like, off after the honestly, wedding, and then she just shows felt, up in the finale randomly and doesn't do anything. Honestly, though, that felt that fin- moment in the wedding felt like more than enough conclusion on that character for this season for me because that is like her role. She shows up, they fight season, a little bit, yeah. they move on. 
And that's always yeah, been Yeah, I, I just wanted to see more of that in this this season, personally. But I think that's something they could definitely explore more of in a potential season two, if and when that happens. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like everything wrapped up for me, at least in my opinion, wrapped up in very good ways to me. Where it very much felt sitcom-y. It didn't feel like typical Marvel wrapping up of, oh, we have to leave these things closed and this other thing open. Like, especially for me, the drawing blood plot line with the intelligentsia wrapped up in the best possible way for me of this of saying this is the most cliche thing to do this is a ridiculous storyline this is just the super soldier serum like calling that out saying what those were like that was the perfect ending for that for me of seeing more of the other stuff not to mention we haven't even talked about it but pug and infiltrating intelligentsia that was fun. It was the funniest thing. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be a horrible person. And I just, I feel like this was a really good finale. I think this is one of the better finales we've gotten in Marvel shows. And I think the other thing too, is it's done this thing that I think we've seen from a lot of the Marvel properties. And I wasn't expecting as much universe building from She-Hulk as we've gotten, because realistically at this point, they're setting up Scar to be like the Hulk, Hulkling equivalent in like if they do a young avengers type thing right like oh, that I makes sense so. now you don't think, you think they'll the still thing, do hulk thing is not related to the hulks at all there is no relation there he just steals the name okay he's a he's a scroll no i know he's a scroll like, but i know he just he he, he just yoinks fashions him. himself a hulk basically mm-hmm yeah, I think that's going to be a whole other thing because Scar can set up. I think Scar's going to be more Gamma related. I think we are going to get that Gamma family. We're we're going to get World War Hulk. It it just the, everything is leading towards them doing a big Hulk production once they get the movie rights back. They just haven't announced it yet because they legally can't. I need to go back and reread World War Hulk because it's such. A I'm planning movie. on a rereading a bunch of stuff. I've got some flights coming up, and I'm downloading so many books, Griffin. It is ridiculous. Great, that's a great. Especially way to if read Carmen's that. willing to drive some of that trip across the desert, I'm just going to be reading the whole time. It's going to be great. <laughs> nice. Um, a couple other things I want to hit out here before we talk about Scar, just the ramifications of this episode, and pretty much everything on the MCU. Jesus. Um. I want to talk about Blonsky. I want to talk about Abomination a little bit because I loved the use of him in this episode. Both in terms of I, like his motivational speaking of him not knowing what that event was. <laughs> that was great. The fact that he was hosting it, not knowing that they were actually terrible people, but mm-hmm. also him owning up. Like, I mean, Jen imposed on Kevin that Abomination needed to own up to his mistakes and go back to prison. I would have loved that to have been more natural and not just Jen told the computer what to make him do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Like it does feel like they did. They did use the Kevin aspect of this as a bit of a hand wavy. We can make everything better and wrap everything up with a nice bow. Um, at the same time though, I do appreciate the fact that like when things were going crazy and we got Todd turning into a Hulk, which was dumb. And then Bruce randomly shows up, which we didn't talk about daredevil just randomly being dropped into the middle of the woods in full costume, just cause just Jen cause. asked, like, <laughs> I thought that was fun. I didn't expect to see any more of Daredevil this episode, to be honest, but that was, yeah, that was I a fun little thing. I kind of, like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm very much in the minority on this one. Or I don't know. I haven't really been looking at people's thoughts on this episode yet. Cause I tried not to before we record of, I really liked how, 
I actually really liked the hand waviness of it with Kevin. And I normally, normally I hate that. Yeah. But with like the bit being of, we don't want this to be the normal MCU, MCU ending stuff. We want this to end on a wrapped up happy note. I really liked that with this. That is true. And it's like I, I can see that. It yeah. does cheapen a couple of storylines, like abominations, especially after he gets broken out by Wong. But like ultimately, I think it works. The who knows what the ramifications are. Who knows why Daredevil was just in the middle of the woods, dressed up, or Hulk just smashing through, or whatever. I did love that little exchange though between Hulk and Blonsky before Jen just like breaks the fourth wall and breaks out of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some fun stuff there, but I think ultimately this was really just about Jen. I, the other, the other thing too, the whole opening, like f- first off, we didn't even talk about the seventies Hulk opening. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, in fact, they recreated the Hulk TV show opening for this. And I was wondering, we saw those shots in the trailer. I was wondering what that would end up being. And now we know, and I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, but just the whole, Hulk. the whole opening, of the episode is so depressing of, she gets the inhibitor and has to move back in with her parents and the paparazzi and the news are all really invasive. And it's, it's disgusting. And wanna, it's, it's terrible that we like, I say, it's I wanna, terrible having to deal with something like that. I want to quickly call out with the opening of the savage, them calling it the savage She-Hulk. That yeah. is the name of the original eighties comic. Yeah. So it was just like all of those like perfect little details that are so funny, which they have. I think they have, Someone in the end credits reading issue one of that run. Yeah, Kevin. I can't remember who it was. Kevin. Oh, was it Kevin that was reading it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, dude, like all of the comics in the Kevin shot. Like I saw some comics that I personally own in my poll box. I was like, yes, he's one of us. Yeah. Uh, mostly it was the Miss Marvel comics, which is not shocking yeah. to anyone if you, especially if you listen back to our Miss Marvel episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about future ramifications and stuff. Because uh, a lot of shit happened in this show that is like going to change the MCU. Uh, stuff with damage control, the intelligentsia existing as kind of this hate group that didn't just focus on Jen, did focus on superheroes as a whole. Um, the Sokovia Accords are, are dismissed. The ex- Wolverine exists within the universe. Mutants kind of maybe. We're not really definitely do after Miss Marvel. And then there was also Mr. Immortal in this one. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it just to this show though. Um, What else happened? Oh yeah. Superheroes are just in superpowers in general or just a normal thing now within this universe. But let's talk about Scar. Yeah. That was something to brush over right at the end of the episode. Yeah. They really just like should have been the post credit scene. Realistically. I see why they did it the way they did it. It very much felt like, you know, we made the joke of the um, fast. It's like the Fast and Furious ending, but that was straight up just a Fast and Furious ending thing to do. It was a Fast and Furious picnic, 100%, and not just because both take place in California. Mm-hmm. Or in the backyards. Honestly, yeah, it does look, they do look very similar. But they're yeah. Both LA based, right? Pretty mm-hmm. sure Fast and Furious, at least the first, like when they're actually at home with family, it's LA, right? Yeah. No. Now, I do want to say something about Scar, which is I do not like that haircut. No, and I think it'll, like, I'm glad they got this in here the way they did, but I also feel like there will be changes to the character design between now and them actually using the character in World War Hulk or Young Avengers or something. Yeah, I don't, I 
I could totally see them doing World War Hulk and then um, Scar goes off to back to uh, Sakaar to rule it. To yeah. Run it. Um, but yeah, like that is a huge character to just drop at the end of this. I guess we're used to that with post-credit scenes and whatnot, but I just wasn't expecting it from this show because it did feel like it just like Jen was saying that whole time she just wanted it to be legal comedy. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it was like I think the way they did this was it was they made it a family joke, which really worked within it. It it, it does for folks like us for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like my sister is going to watch this finale, need me to explain it all, and not going to enjoy it as much as the more versed comics fan so that's the only thing that i could see being a, a, a knock against this for the casual mcu viewer there's a lot in here that's just like what okay next thing i guess yeah i i feel like this whole season this whole show has been a lot of that though like yeah, a lot of their self-referential self-referential wow i cannot speak self-referential humor there we go was all was very internal based at specific marvel cinematic universe tropes and they blew that open with this and now who knows what they're going to do next well they have ideas but i really cannot wait to see more of this character though i hope we get a season two announcement soon i know they had ideas of what they wanted to do for a season two but like this show has been so popular there's no way it doesn't happen right no i think there's it's not the last we've seen of the character. I know we don't get the character will return things at the end of these Marvel shows, but really, we really should because I think Tatiana Maslany is perfectly cast as both Jen Walters and She-Hulk, which is hard to do with an actor to cast them into two roles in the same, you know, production. That being said, I think that we're going to see a lot more of this character, whether it's in She-Hulk season two, in an inevitable World War Hulk film, in Daredevil Born Again, in Spider-Man, in... I don't know, the Marvel special presentation of Heroes for Hire or something. Like, just give me more. I want more. Okay, give me, give me, give me. Give me the case of Spider-Man, finally. Because that was something I was really hoping to was going to be in one of these She-Hulk things was Pugsley's background with Spider-Man. Because it was yeah. originally supposed to be in this. Uh, Spider-Man was supposed to save him or something. Uh, for some reason. I don't remember what... I read a news article on that one. Um, Time to go do some research. But Plus, his characters, like, his thing was he wanted to help Spider-Man sue the Daily Bugle. And I would love to see that occur here. Give us that as a special presentation, because that would be fantastic. Or just have that be a plot point in Spider-Man 4. If it's going to be more street level, why not have a court case where either She-Hulk, Pug, or Matt represents Spider-Man in the case against the Daily Planet? I mean, there or even in She-Hulk Season 2. Maybe I don't know go. how re- I feel like they'd be reluctant to use a character like Spider-Man in She-Hulk season two. I also, for contractual reasons, it might be difficult to get Tom to do a Disney plus show. I don't know what that contract looks like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can see it happening. If they were considering Spider-Man to be in this season, yeah. then contracts are hard. Legal is hard. Yeah. That's not what we're here to think about. We're here to think about dumb, stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we hit a bunch of stuff in this episode. I do think there's still so much more to talk about, but that's just because, like, the ramifications are ridiculous within this one. That whole Kevin scene, I cannot wait for people to sit down and break that down. I just want to rewatch it, and then I want to go and watch. I want to watch again, and then probably a third time, and then go watch um, Eric Voss's breakdown of this entire episode, because that will give me all the Easter eggy things that I need in my life. 
Yeah, I'm really interested to go uh, to go back to this one because I've been I'm still very deep in my Marvel rewatch going in timeline. And right now I'm on I just restarted Moon Knight and the next thing timeline wise after Moon Knight is She-Hulk. Interesting. Um, I think there's some crossover within the She-Hulk timeline in Miss Marvel. But start of She-Hulk is before the start of Miss Marvel. I think that's that. Happened. Yeah, because it had to take place closer to Shang-Chi, right? Because of the abomination stuff. Yeah, but also damage control is in... Or sorry, the Sokovia Accords are still active in Miss Marvel. So there's some weird timey-wimey... By the middle of this one, yeah. There's some weird timey-wimey shit happening here. But... Creative liberties. We can all we can just wave it off to creative liberties. It's mm-hmm. fine. They also finally put Werewolf by Night in the uh, timeline order, by the way. Yeah. And it's after Thor: Love and Thunder. So all those people that thought it was like back in the twenties, no, no, it was not. <laughs> no, it was just in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch, you got anything else to uh, talk about for this episode? Want to bring up? I'm so excited to see more of this character. I am kind of sad that we're not going to have another Marvel show to talk about like this until probably into the new year with either what if season two or um, the Secret other invasion. one that we talked about yesterday. Sorry. Secret invasion. That's the one. Yeah. I'm excited for both of those. It's going to be a lot of fun time, but there is more Marvel content coming. Of course, uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever is coming out soon. Uh, we will probably be talking about that. We will probably talk about the Guardians Christmas special when that comes out. There is so 100%. much more content coming. Of course, <laughs> Marvel's not the only thing happening. Star Wars is happening. Disney shows are happening. The Owl House Season 3 drops in like a few days. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Also, it's not We got more Percy Jackson cast announcements. Dude, that Aries. <laughs> it's perfect, and I cannot wait. So good. Dude, the, I'm getting more more excited to be talking about that weekly by the by the day. I think it's about time to go back and reread those that series for the five thousandth time. But That's plenty of stuff happening in the future. So, Mitch, if people wanted to keep up with us, where can people find us? Uh, we are all over the internet at D plus us. Griffin does Griffin things at Griffy D pad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. I am all over the net at Mr. Mitch George. Links at MitchGeorge.com. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, personal announcement happening soon on my Twitter, possibly, if I remember. Uh, yeah. Out. You know what it is. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> got that Disney Dreamlight Valley Platinum Trophy. Dude, Let's a, go. Okay, first off, it is currently impossible to get that trophy because you need to have 30 characters in the game to unlock it, which is bugging me. That's beside the point. I'm going to calm down now. Okay. Are no. you? No, of course not. Remember, folks, you can catch... A lot of other episodes, we have an episode up right now, all about Werewolf by Night. So if you want to continue that Marvel train, head on over there. We've got more episodes coming to you in the future. We've got our next episode will be all about Nightmare Before Christmas. So go keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for all of our stuff. That's all in the future, though. We will see you then. But until next time, have a magical day. Excelsior.